Welcome to the Dads Off-Duty Podcast. And if you can tell I'm smiling right now, it's because Jason just put on a Detroit Lions hat. He must be really proud of himself. Uh, but welcome. My name is Seth and joined here today by... Jason, home of the now one and two Detroit Lions. Yes, we picked up our first win <laughs> against the Arizona Cardinals, who were undefeated, let me add. It's it's looking up, Seth. It's we got the Saints this weekend. We're gonna roll past them. They're they're nothing. And uh, <laughs> onward and upward, my friend. Onward and upward, yeah. Yeah, you yeah, Detroit Lions played a really just top notch game of football. A lot of field goals, a lot of field goals. You guys are lucky that Kyler Murray did not see DeAndre Hopkins open every single play. <laughs> tomato, like, tomato. Nobody could. <laughs> uh, but I join you from the land of the cheese and the home of the undefeated Green Bay Packers. Uh, 3-0, averaging 40 points a game. So, I mean, we're... You know, the only team in the NFC that kind of scares me as a Packers fan is the Seattle Seahawks because Russell yeah. Wilson is terrifying. Out of his, is, as well as Aaron Rodgers is playing right now, and he's playing extremely well. Yeah, Russell Wilson is just on another level right now. Unbelievable. Yeah, DK Metcalf, also terrifying because he's like 6'4 and 230 pounds. He just literally picked me up and ripped me in half. That's not hard to do. I've seen you. You look scrawny. I'm not that scrawny. I'm kind of scrawny. Speaking of which, speaking of scrawny, this is a great segue. Are you in on the loop on Cobra Kai? You watching Cobra Kai? Yeah. Oh, man, is that a great show. So no spoilers because <laughs> I've only gotten through season one so far. Oh, that show kicks ass. Yeah. And, and at the end of season one, I'm like, you know what? Hold on. Let's hit pause here. I'm going to go through and I'm going to watch Karate Kid 1, 2, and 3. I need a refresher. Because I know that there's a lot yeah. of jokes and a lot of things that I'm forgetting or, or, you know, I'm missing. It's going over my head. So over the last week or so, I've been watching those in order. And let me tell you, I very much remember part one. Part two and three, like, completely escaped me. I didn't even remember that they even happened. But I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm locked and loaded for season two. It's a great show, man. Yeah, it's fantastic. So I'm in the same boat as you, actually, where I don't really remember two and three. The the next, uh, the Karate Kid, other than the first one that I really remember most growing up, I think it was like the next Karate Kid, and it was a it was a female like as the lead, and she was in like a Shaolin temple or something like that, learning karate. Looking up the name of the chick, because she's actually pretty popular. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hillary Swank. Oh, yeah, Hillary Swank. Yeah, Hillary Swank. W was it called The Next Karate Kid? Did I get that the right? The Next Karate Kid, yes. And the only tie to it was that Miyagi was in that one as well. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't that great, from what I remember. I will not be watching yeah. that in my rewatch. <laughs> I'll skip that Are one. you going to watch the, are you gonna watch the uh, Jaden Smith, Jackie Chan version? I just, you know, I don't have time. No time. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Jaden. You know, it. <laughs> Jaden ruined that movie. Jackie Chan was a good Mr. Miyagi, I thought, but uh, Jaden wasn't great. I've skipped over it so far, but I do have a dad joke for everybody. I know everybody's been waiting impatiently. 
but I have a dad joke. Jason, do you know what's red and bad for your teeth? I don't. A brick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, is there like a double entendre or something that I'm not thinking of? I mean, is it just a simple joke? It's just, just a simple joke. Don't get your face smashed in by a brick, you know? <laughs> the other part of that is like, I imagine the person saying that joke is secretly holding a like brick behind their back and is getting revenge for something and just immediately smashes somebody in the face with a brick. Yeah, I, that's the joke. I like it. Well done. Thanks. All right. That was a pause because I was already drinking. But tonight, and maybe this will cause some parents to drink, Jason's going to say something. Well, I mean, you're talking about drinking, and I, I think it's a, just a perfect segue before we even get into the topic at hand. It's Eugene from Oregon. He won't leave me alone. It's his favorite segment that we do in the show. <laughs> it's time for Cocktail Clock. Let's do it. I'm ready. I mean, I already I already have my drink in hand. I saw you making the drink before the episode, so I'm curious what you got. I've got one. So, Seth, you know, we're in the end of September. So what's going through your mind right now? What are you thinking? What flavors? What smells? What? September into October. I'm worried about it snowing. Well, that's every month except June in uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I, I'm seeing more Ugg boots. Does that count? Um, you're on the, you're on the right track. Oh, uh, basic bitches, pumpkin spice. Oh, yeah. See, I, th I thought you were gonna go there. It was kind of a trick question. No, I'm not. I'm not drinking a pumpkin spice drink, but I am drinking an apple drink. Apple picking right now. It's huge. How did I know that? I was just at my dad's house, and he has apple trees on his property, and we were just picking apples with my son yesterday. Yeah, we we, we did it last weekend with with the girls. So. Yes, I'm drinking what's called an apple pie cocktail. Now, up till now, I haven't really had any dessert drinks. Part of the reason is I'm not crazy about them. I like sweet things, but when I drink, especially alcohol, I don't want to drink sweet. I, I'm more a fan of the sour or the, I don't know, bitter. I don't know, whatever the, whatever the other flavors are. Not sweet. Smoky? Yeah, oaky. But this is not oaky. This is... Apple so let me tell you what's in this. So we got one ounce here of Apple Crown Royal. That's a whiskey for those who are not familiar. Half an ounce of rum chata, which is delicious if you've never had it. Dementos Crunch. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You know where I'm going. That's a great <laughs> shot. Half ounce cinnamon schnapps. Half ounce of this called for half ounce of whipped cream flavored vodka. Now, my bar is pretty <laughs> stocked. But one thing that's not <laughs> behind my bar is whipped cream flavored vodka. I'm sorry to say. I have a question real quick. Do you have to get whipped cream flavored vodka from a specialty store? And I think you know what type of specialty store I'm talking about. They also sell handcuffs. <laughs> oh, maybe. No, I, I think <laughs> there's a couple of brands of vodka and the names are escaping me. It's not Smirnoff. Maybe it is. I don't know. People at Love Vodka are screaming into the radios right now. But they, they have, like, every flavor under the sun, like, that you can imagine. They have cotton candy-flavored vodka. There's blue Swedish fish, blue raspberry. There's just wacky flavors. 
I think it's a legitimate vodka you can get at, at a liquor store. But yeah, so I just use regular vodka. Sorry. You throw all that in a shaker cup, throw some ice in there, shake it up. Good. You throw all that in a rocks glass filled with ice. And then what I did here is I threw a little ground cinnamon on top for a garnish and a mint sprig leaf because it's not snowing yet. So my mint is still alive in my garden. So throw a picture of that up on the, uh, the old Instagram. Cinnamon. Yeah. Cinnamon. No, you're not a fan of cinnamon. I like cinnamon, just not with mint. Well, I think it's like a garnish because like apple pie, you know, you throw a little whip. You eat mint with apple pie? No, it's a garnish. You put a little leaf on there. It's like, it's pretty. Come on. I just give it you shit. <laughs> so yeah, this is an apple cinnamon apple drink, I guess it comes down to it. I'm looking at the ingredients. Very cinnamon apple It's sweet. It's, it's a little heavier. You know, this is like the weather's cold. Maybe the fire's roaring. Maybe um, your lover is uh, next to you in, in your her robe and gently caressing your inner thigh. This is a good uh, good drink. She's got your hand by your apples. Um, yeah, you know what? It sounds delicious. I'm not going to lie. That sounds like something I would drink and probably drink much too quick. Yeah, this is going down way too fast. Well, you can see. It's pretty much gone right now. We just started recording. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, this Damn. is real smooth. <laughs> Yeah, especially with rum shot, kind of creamy too. Yeah, I bet that's yummy. Yeah, this will get you in trouble. So I have to give this a star rating, right? What did we decide? We, we did zero to five, right? Yeah, zero to five. I don't like dessert drinks, but this is not bad. Dangerous, like we said. Three stars, right right in the middle-ish. I think he's downplaying it. If you guys had seen how quickly he finished his drink, I, uh, well, <laughs> he likes it so much. He's... He's drinking it right now, and it's empty. Uh, he's like, give me some more of the nectar. I'm just licking the ground cinnamon off the edge of the glass. No. There's only two and a half ounces of uh, liquid in here. I mean, that went really quick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Three stars. It's acceptable. It's a man. What is that, a C plus? B minus? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a C plus. Um, you're still graduating high school with it, but you're not getting into a good college. Tonight, I am drinking something fruity as well. For beer time, I am drinking something called Purple Haze. And you have to say the name like Purple Haze. You can't say it. Purple Haze. Oh, God, not that voice. <laughs> I'm on like Purple Haze. <laughs> I'm sorry for everybody that just had to listen to that. Um, maybe say it like Arnold. Could do? Can you do an Arnold impersonation? I purple haze. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah. So I'm drinking purple haze from Abita Brewing, and it's a raspberry lager, and it's delicious. It's pretty light. It's only four point two percent alcohol, so it's not too heavy or anything like that. It's pretty good. Not overly sweet not overly hoppy or anything like that just a pretty smooth drinking fruity beer and i'm not a huge fan of fruity beers to be honest but this one's not not horrible i'm gonna rate purple haze 3.5 stars now what what voice was that that's just my creepy purple haze voice oh that's your i'm outside your bedroom window voice <laughs> yeah i'm a peeping tom hey how you doing Yep, that'll get the girls wet. Elmo, like wet. 
Oh, and <laughs> now they're shriveled up. Shriveled up? Is that? No, that's not what. <laughs> dried out? Dried up? Dried up? I just They just turned to dust. Seth, what are we talking about today? I'm sorry. Okay, let's. We're horrible. Uh, on, not on topic tonight. That's fine. Uh, we have those nights tonight. We are speaking of taking our children out into public. And I'm not talking about just in general and kind of how crappy it is right now, taking our kids out in public. But I mean just in general, even before coronavirus, taking them to stores or taking them to places of amusement. What is that experience like? Now, I said I have two boys. What is that experience like taking, let's say, your girls to the store? Yeah, it's interesting you say that because... in the, these COVID times, I would say I wouldn't have really even much to talk about because we haven't done much since March. I mean, specifically as a family, if I go out, it's usually just me because to bring the kids right now is just pure torture and hell. So prior to COVID, taking the girls shopping, you know, I'm not the one in the family that takes them like clothes shopping, for example, or I guess once in a while I'll take them shopping for like toys which I'm the hero. So that's like, a, that's a great experience. Like, <laughs> Let's go down the toy aisle. It's all yours. What would you like? Did you ever have to take them like, uh, just like you had to go grocery shopping or something like that. And the, the girls came with, was that no? Well, okay. I was shaking my head, but now I'm thinking about it. I mean, I've done it maybe with just me without my wife. Cause if we're going to go grocery shopping, my wife and I don't do that together either one of us does it or the other but yeah i guess when the kids were much smaller i do remember taking them with us grocery shopping and i mean honestly we we took them as little as when they were in the um, infant car seat still so like you'd put the infant car seat in the cart and then you basically have no room for groceries you'd just be stacking macaroni and cheese around them like putting the lettuce on their head balance that you're just you're six month old can you hold on to this lettuce please Yeah. And I have memories of, you know, picking both girls when they were a little bit older and then, you know, sitting them up on that on the cart in that little seat that faces you as you're pushing it. There's only room for one kid unless you get like the fancy double one that Home Depot and some places have. So, of course, they're going to argue, oh, no, I want to sit there. I want to sit there. And it's just bloody murder screaming and crying. And I'll give you two minutes and I'll give you two minutes. And still still an argument. It's not very fun. I mean, I haven't done it in a while. Now my kids are six and four. Shopping, usually when I go shopping with them now, I'll just take one. A lot of times lately, my wife and I have been kind of doing our own things. Like I'll take one kid and go do some errands, and then my wife will take the other one and do errands. And it one-on-one with just one kid shopping, I think that's great. But And I, and I honestly don't have any issues with it. But bringing two kids can sometimes um, throw it into some stress. Yeah, a little, little bit of chaos, a little bit of stress. Yeah, the kids are usually arguing with each other. So, I don't know. What's your experience been like? You know, luckily we haven't had any major breakdowns <laughs> in public places yet, even with uh, my four-year-old before COVID or anything like that. Not too many major breakdowns. The thing that got me when he was two or three, 
he always wanted to do his own thing his own way. So it wasn't just like, sit him in the chair or whatever that's facing you because he's is comfortable. I hate it here. And you can't have your children screaming bloody murder. So you're like, oh, here, sit in the sit in the basket and then but you have to sit down and then I'm not looking and he stands up and he tries to, you know, face plant off the top of the cart. So, yeah, when he was in that two, three age, it was just all the worst part was not listening. That was the hardest thing. Or when he's like, I want to walk all of a sudden. And then it was running down the aisle, you know, in the middle of the store. Yep. And yeah, I, those are the memories that stick out most to me about my oldest is just never being able to find a way. Like if you're in the store and you're doing shopping and legitimate shopping and just kind of keeping him interested or not going absolutely bananas over stupid stuff or we pass something like, I really wanted to look at that. That's too bad. We've been here for an hour and 15 minutes and I don't feel like stopping. But it's gotten much better since then. And if I know any older parents are going to belittle me for this, but if you're you're older and listening to this show, or maybe you just think that you wish you had this device when we were children, is if it comes to it, if it is absolutely necessary. I know where you're going. I will give my kid my phone and distract him with a video or a game or something because we're sitting there and it is 50 minutes into shopping. And that is a long time to ask any kid to pretty much like sit still and behave and no, oh, you can't run around and touch all of the stuff. Yeah. Especially right now. I mean, your, you, your kid shouldn't be running around and touching stuff. <laughs> you don't know where that stuff has been. You don't know who's touched it. You know, it's really dangerous. So now if I have to go shopping with him, or either of my kids, it's like if either of them show any sort of like behavior that I know it's coming, I know they're going to start misbehaving. It's like, all right, you can have my phone. <laughs> I don't like doing it, but man, I'll be honest with you. If you're out in a public spot, I don't know necessarily sometimes how our parents dealt with us children without having <laughs> a smart device. Man, those things have made our life easy. Yeah, I'll tell you how my mom uh, dealt with it is she grabbed me by the arm and just squeezed real tight and whispered in my ear, shut up, be quiet. <laughs> Instilled the fear of God. Another place that is not real fun to bring a kid over one years old, I'm talking like two, three-ish, is to church. Yeah, that that's not fun. Now, when our kids were very little, you know, under one, and they would basically sleep through church, which that was great. But, you know, especially when our kids were really young, we wanted to baptize them. Before we baptized them, we wanted to actually go to church and like make a presence and let people know who we are. So we don't just show up on baptism day and be like, here, throw some water on my kid. Drown this little who again. Yeah. And, and luckily, well, I mean, I say luckily, but our church has a nursery, so like if you wanted to, you could drop your kids off anywhere from like baby to I don't know, maybe four during during the service so that you could listen to the service and your kids would be watched by some basically babysitters. 
Unfortunately, my kids would just scream bloody murder when we would drop them off and walk away. And not like a daycare. A daycare would just settle them down. But after five minutes, these freed babysitters aren't going to put up with that <laughs> shit. And they're just, they walked over to us and be like, okay, you got to get your kid. They're just screaming. And we can't shut them up. Okay, great. Ding. That didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so during church, you know, a one hour church service, we would just throw everything we can at them. And my wife would just bring her purse filled with fruit snacks and crackers and just anything to just shove in their mouth so they wouldn't be talking. <laughs> I mean, when the when when the ch- church band would start playing, then my kid could do whatever the heck he wants because nobody was nobody cared. But you know, during the other forty minutes of church, when one person's talking and everyone else needs to listen, there's my kid just saying, "I want a snack," or "I want to go." <laughs> you know, you just feel like all eyes are on you. Why does that person keep talking? Yeah, yeah. So those are not pleasant memories, but. Right now, the last year, since March, we've been doing virtual church. So that's been, that's one nice part of it is that we just watch church from our couch in our pajamas. And it doesn't matter how loud our kids are. So nobody will know. But eventually, when we go back, we'll have to figure something out. Honestly, by the time we go back, the kids are probably in what's called like Sunday school. So, and I think they're going to be four and six or five and seven. I don't think it's going to be an issue anymore. But that two and three, year old is that's a real tough thing for for church yeah along the church thing have your kids been with you anytime somebody has been married or like gotten married in a church or have they been to like a funeral service in a church funeral service yes not in a church though we just did the funeral home oh yeah yeah which was it was a close family member so we were there for like eight hours so that you know, we brought every toy we had. Yeah. To keep them occupied. Yeah. No weddings. Yeah. Our, our oldest has been with us to a couple of weddings. We were at a Catholic wedding where the entire ceremony was done in Latin. That's bad enough for most adults to, to visit because to most adults, like that person is speaking gibberish. Now, were there like a subtitles or something on a screen that you could find out what excuse? No, nothing. No. <laughs> So you just were basically listening for the people to start walking out, and then you knew it was done. It it was a lot of visual cues and a lot of, like, musical cues, you know. just We had to figure out what was going on piecemeal, basically. Eventually, they said their vows, and that was in English, and that was fine. But, yeah, it's hard to keep even adults occupied on something like that, much less your less-than-two-year-old child. So that was that was pretty rough when when we had to go through that. Yeah, he wasn't very quiet. I took him out. Luckily, it was Jennifer's family. One of her family members were getting married. So I, I took him out and there was like a playground nearby. And so we just kind of played at the playground because there was no shutting him up. He was like, it's time to not be here right now. <laughs> Let's go swinging. So, yeah, that's that's kind of rough. The the other thing that was really hard was the first time that we took him to a movie. And getting him to understand, like, the respect other people's presence and stuff, respect, you know, try not to be super loud during the movie and and stuff like that. And sometimes that's hard, and sometimes it's good to hear children laugh and ask questions and stuff at a movie. It makes it somewhat more enjoyable at times. But that was pretty hard. I remember going to a movie with him, and 
and having to to leave the movie because I was like, nope, it's not happening right now. Like, he's not listening. It's time to go. <laughs> I mean, I, I wonder how old he was because I feel like in children's movies, it's pretty much all children with their parents. I mean, it's not like you got 25-year-old couples sitting there, like, pissed off at his kids screaming. You're at Finding Nemo. Yeah, but you should expect kids running around and talking. Yeah, no, I I agree. As a as a parent, doesn't bother me to like pretty much at all when you go to a kids movie and other kids are, are making noise. I expect it, but you say you wouldn't expect like twenty five year olds or whatever to to go and watch these movies. Think about all of the people that you know. Do any of them not enjoy like a good Pixar movie? Do you know what I'm saying? Like pretty those are those movies are popular for everybody, not just for kids. So yeah, I've I've been to a movie where the person was like, "Well, you shut your kid up! No, get out of here." I understand what you're saying. Here's my rebuttal: If I'm going to see a kids' movie with my kids, I go at 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. If I'm an adult without a kid going to see a kids' movie, I do not go to the 10 a.m. showing. Yeah, that's probably my problem. Go to a later show. We would go to like the later matinee or something like that. Yeah, okay, but. I've found in my limited experience with taking kids to movies, we've gone a few times, that going very early in the morning is better. Yeah. And, you know, their attention spans better. You, you, you know, you're a dad. As the day wanes on, they get a little bit less great. Especially if they haven't had a, much physical exercise. <laughs> yeah. Like, if they've just been, like, sitting around or whatever, man. He'll just look at that theater and be like, I'm going to do uh, sprints up and down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and he burned some energy. So that's tough. But it was, you know, it's also been on the flip side of that. It's also been really enjoyable at times to take my kid to a th the theater. We saw the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie when that came out right before COVID hit. We saw we saw that in theaters. And that was that was awesome. We had a really good time. There were a lot of people. He was he, just before he turned four years old and he did great. But yeah, he really enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed it. So that was that was a really fun experience. I was glad we were able to do that right before COVID hit because, you know, it was like one of the last fun things we were able to do. We've seen uh, Frozen 2 with our kids, and then we saw it with some of their friends and, and their family. So it was like two families. So they had a blast being able to like sit with their buddies and watch a movie too. I think they really enjoyed that. Plus you give them four pounds of popcorn and 18 <laughs> pounds of candy and they're good to go. Just pray it lasts an hour and a half. <laughs> For my, my candy never lasts an hour and a half, man. It's like 10 minutes into the movie, I've eaten like two boxes of candy and a large soda. So unhealthy. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to bring up is probably the thing I hate doing the most in public with my kids, and that's going out to restaurants. <laughs> going out to eat yeah. with your kids is not something I enjoy. And unfortunately, my in-laws seem to always want to celebrate if it's my birthday or my wife's birthday or one of my kids' birthdays. It's, let's go out to eat and we'll pay. And it's like, I don't care if you're paying. This is the punishment. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go out with my kids to a restaurant. And they pick, and they sometimes they'll pick the restaurant, which that doesn't even make sense. It's like, it's your birthday, but we're picking this restaurant for you to go to. And it's these restaurants that have white tablecloths. Like... If, if, if the restaurant has tablecloths and they don't serve crayons, we're not going. That's like the bare minimum to let my kids sit there for an hour and a half. Yeah. Like, especially now, people, 
in Wisconsin, COVID's really bad right now, but you know, my kid used to like chew on the table. Okay. There's <laughs> sure he's not a dog. <laughs> you know, like there's no way I would ever take my kids to, especially right now, but yeah, horrible, you know, especially like a sit down restaurant, you have to get there. And then they're like, well, what do we do now? Well, now we order the food. Now we have to wait for the food. You know, like at home, they don't sit down until the food is, well, you get the food. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not like you're, you're not sitting down and waiting for 30 minutes for, well, why is it taking so long? Well, grandpa ordered his steak medium well, so we have to wait an extra long time. And then our in-laws always want to get dessert after. It's like, we've just been through an hour. Yeah. And then you want coffee too? What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? This is a prank? Yeah. Speaking of going out with, with family, it, like you order something for your kids or whatever, and they're like, oh, are you sure you want to get that for your kid? Really? Yeah. Yes, I'm sure I want to get that for my kid. Uh, you could leave me alone now. Wow. How about you concentrate on your own unhealthy choices and, you know, I'll... <laughs> Ordering three, three slices of apple pie. The other thing I was going to say is you hit a point about taking forever for the food to come and stuff. We've got it down now where sometimes my wife will look ahead of time as we're driving to the place online and look at the menu. And when we get there, it's like, okay, this is what we want to drink and this is what we want to eat. You know, we might order everything all at once because it's not like, okay, we're going to order our drinks and then they leave. They come back, bring the drinks. What would you like? Oh, we're still not sure. Come back in a few minutes. <laughs> no, we want to be very efficient and get the food rolling as fast as we can because we want to get out as fast as we can. So we kind of have it down to a science. What's your go-to method for keeping your kids in their chairs at a restaurant? Yeah. Over the years, that's become a big problem. I think we've got it down pretty good now. My wife packs her purse with a lot of stuff. And at first it was like, like I was saying it for the church, fruit snacks and little snacks like that. But we're at a restaurant, so they're going to be giving a bunch of food. You do that, and then they're not really going to eat the food that you paid for. So don't do that. What we do now is she brings these little games. She's got, like, these little magnet books where, you know, because we have girls, they're like princesses. So you, you unfold the little mat, and it's magnetic, and it's like a castle, say. And they've got little princess magnets and flowers and things you can basically dress the scene with magnets. And the kids love that. That makes them happy for an hour. And just, like, little games and stuff like that, we bring like these coloring books like with this magic ink you probably remember them from when you oh were a yeah kid. Mm -hmm. yeah so it's like you, you basically write on the paper and the image appears magically when you use the marker so just like coloring books stuff like that activities to keep them occupied and then if all of that fails we do what you do we hand the phone over to them and let them watch youtube or disney or whatever yeah sometimes i mean it's it's a sacrifice you have to make because it's crazy how the looks that you get from people, like if your kid is even just like slightly misbehaving, like how dare that child behave like a child? I can't believe this. <laughs> I was going to say, that's why we do it. It's because <laughs> we don't want those looks. Uh, not that we don't want those looks. We just, hey, I was not a dad at one time. So I, I get what they're coming from, but we also don't go out to eat at six o'clock on a Saturday night, you know, if we go out to eat with our kids, it's usually either for lunch, you know, on a weekend or something, or like during the week, we try to go like at four o'clock or something, or, you know what I mean? Like we, we just, we go in the off hours when the most busiest times are like, if I was on a date night 
and I wouldn't take my date to like Big Boy or Chuck E. Cheese, but you know, if we were at a decent restaurant, even like a Chili's or an Applebee's or place like that, I try to avoid Saturday at six o'clock. So, yeah, that that's smart. Now, one of the things, a memory that I have that that really bothers me, and at a certain point, even people who aren't parents or maybe who have been parents in the past just need to learn to understand a little bit that kids are going to be kids like yeah (laughs) you're going out into a public place it's not like you're having your dinner in private or something like that we were going out to eat uh at i mean at a fairly decent restaurant and a song came on and my kid wanted to dance that's fine like yeah so there's a little open space or whatever so he wanted to dance not too many people were you know, eating or whatever. It's a little bit later. And he wanted to dance. So he got out there and started dancing. And this lady's like, whose kid is this? You know, it's ruining. Basically, she said, it's ruining my meal watching this kid dance. And I was like, "What?" yeah, just so rude. Like, well, I can't believe this kid. Like, I can't believe this kid is a kid. Yeah, I was like, they shouldn't be playing such good dance music. And then after she said that, I started to get out there and dance. Like, mm. <laughs> You want to see something that'll annoy you? Let me show you. But yeah, I was like, that's ridiculous. Like, just have a heart or something. I don't know. Quit quit being a bitch. Yeah, kids will be kids. I don't know how old the lady is in that story, but I find in general, people like 70 and up are totally cool. Like, they'll come up to you and be like, oh, your kids are so cute. I don't care how loud they are. It's just so nice to see them happy and playing and stuff. It's not that group of people I'm talking about. They're very sweet people. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure she was like seven. She was angry. Okay. Well, she mustn't have any grandkids then. Yeah, she had like her and it was like her and her family. They were all there eating or whatever. And they were all giving us dirty looks. And finally, the old lady's like, I can't believe that. Kids, I'm eating. <laughs> Enjoy my pie. Damn it, this is delicious. <laughs> Blowing out my eardrums. I'm sorry. I'm done. Are there any other places that you enjoy and or fear taking your child? Well, on the topic of restaurants, one place I enjoy taking is Chuck E. Cheese. A lot of reasons why, let me tell you. Number one, they're happy pretty much the whole time until we say it's time to go. They have pizza. Some of them have alcohol, which is cool. They have arcade games, which I love. What's not to love about that place? There's dancing. You know, the, the mouse dances, and then they dance, oh, yeah. and they throw you tickets. You been to a Chuck E. Cheese? You know what I'm talking about? Is this? I've been to, in the, the small town where I live, we, we don't have a Chuck E. Cheese, and I was never taken to one as a kid, but we did have a place that was, you know, had similar, like, arcade games. You got to spend tokens to play the stuff or whatever and get tickets to win prizes. So what was it called? Shakey's. Okay. We also have a place called Funset Boulevard that's kind of close to us that... Yeah, they have, they even have like laser tag and stuff there. And we've taken our kid there a couple of times, loves it. That'd be the day, man, when I can play laser tag with my kid. Yeah. I'm down for that. What about you? Are there places that you enjoy or something you like? Yeah, I really like taking my kids to places where they can just kind of go and have fun. So there's this bouncy house place called like Monkey Joe's or whatever. And it's just like, a huge place with a bunch of different like bouncy trampolines and stuff that they can just jump on and wear themselves out for like $5 for four hours or something like that. 
the zoo, like I love taking my kids to the zoo, just a place where they can, you know, see animals or learn something or just do so have an experience. The third place is we have a children's museum in town. I like taking my kid to the children's museum. Lots of just exhibits and stuff that you, know, you can't play with normally. And love just taking them there and just run free, do your thing. I can't obviously do that right now because of coronavirus. We haven't done it since, but before that, yeah, we had a membership and everything. We would go there and uh, loved loved doing that. Yeah, you, I think you hit something real hard there that speaks to me. Any place that you can now just say, hey, go have fun, and you don't have to sit there and watch them like a hawk, I'm really enjoying places like that. And now that my kids are getting a little bit older, my kids are older than, than yours, is great. And stuff like that is starting to open up for me, and, and that's really fun because then I can actually talk to my wife or just relax for a minute and just watch them play, and I don't have to be – you know, like I said, watching them the whole time, making sure they don't fall or break something or hurt themselves. So the thing with the bounce house place, we have a place like that too. And we've, we've gone there a few times. I think this may be a difference between boys and girls. My girls are on the smaller side. So a place like that is fun for them until any boy basically comes anywhere near them because they just plow into my girls and knock them down. And then there's crying and screaming and okay, let's move you to this different bounce house where there's no boys that are going to hit you. Yeah. So that's a little tough. You know, even for even for younger kids, I think it's tough because eventually, you know, it'll happen where an older kid just doesn't see him or doesn't care or just says, hey, I'm bigger than you. This looks fun, so I'm going to do it and you're not. And that's tough, but the usually, like you said, the plus side of those places is that they're generally big enough where you can find a place to, you know, take your kid to somewhere else where that child isn't there anymore and extradite them to a, a safe and fun environment again. The last time I went to a bounce house place, I did have to give a 10-year-old boy the dad eye and the point and tell him to knock it off. Not my kid, don't even care where his parents were, but they weren't around because... Nobody was coming up to me. And sometimes those are the kids that, man, they, they need their parents watching them. One last place that I'm going to mention that I love taking my kids to, and that is like an open area, per se, the park. Playground equipment, stuff like that, where, again, just kind of let them play or give them a chance to kind of be creative with the equipment. I love when I go to the park and some parents might not be like this, but I love being at the park and my little boys saying, Hey dad, watch this. Or can you see this? Watch me do this. Because even if I've seen them do it before, just seeing them excited to show me something is amazing. I, I never want them to lose that. I always want them to be excited to show me something that they're either proud of or interested in. And Man, if there's advice that I can give dads, you know, even if the kids have done it a thousand times, even if you have to pretend that you're interested, please pretend that you're interested. It is so important to them to to show you whatever it is that they want to show you in that moment. And to me as a dad, there's there's nothing better than that. Or even if it's like my kid will be up on the playground or whatever, and it's the first time he's jumping jumped off something three or four feet. You know, he just jumps off. He's like, Dad and he jumps you're like have a little moment you're like <gasps> but at the same time you're like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
I couldn't agree with you more. For, for me, my girls, that's more along the lines of their art. They love drawing and making art. And here, Dad, let me show you this picture I made. And if my voice doesn't go up eight octaves and I act like it's the best thing since Pablo Picasso, they'll call me on it and be like, you don't like it? <laughs> yep. And I do like it, but I'm just, I don't have the energy for every picture to do that. Mm -hmm. But in the back of my mind, I'm proud of every drawing they make because damn, they're pretty good artists for four and six. So yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. You have to support them in what interests them and what excites them. You have to be just as excited, if not more. Yeah. My boys being so active and, and love to play at the park and stuff, just when they, my my littlest one, he's one and a half, but he'll he'll do something. And if he really likes it, he goes more, 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 me, more. You're doing the sign language for more, too. Yeah. And then, like, if he doesn't get it, he'll go, please. He'll, like, make the sign language for please or whatever. It's absolutely hilarious. He's like, this was great. I'm, let me do this again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I think if there's anything else that you want to go through, otherwise we've bombarded our listeners' ear for ears for probably close to 45, 50 minutes now. So, Yeah, I'll just conclude by saying right now, during these times, it's a big bummer that I really can't take my kids in public because I think they're losing out on a little piece. You know, it's only a little piece. It's not going to be forever, but it's tough right now being at home as much as we are, knowing that, we could be doing so many cool things, exploring, learning new things. So yeah, in the back of my mind, when things do reopen and we go back out in public, I need to remind myself, like, as stressful as it may be, just think about us being home for the last year, whatever it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, that is amazing advice. And then, and on that advice, let's leave it there. So if you're listening to this, grab a beer, grab a, what was your drink? Apple pie cocktail, three out of five. Grab a purple haze raspberry lager, three and a half out of five. Enjoy yourself for the rest of the night and stay off duty. Peace. Peace.